0: Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot slash forever35.
1: Hello. Welcome. To Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Dori Shafrir.
0: Well, hello. I'm Kate Spencer. Hello, Kate Spencer. Hello, Dori Shafrir. We are not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And we are going to be talking about serums today. I brought a tableau of serums (laughs) and other things, other goodies, Uh. because today... On this podcast episode, we're doing a little spring product check-in. Mm-mm-mm. Just see where we're at with what's going on our face and I our bodies. I am excited. I am too. Well, look at us. I brought a whole baggie with me today of just <laughs> goodies. Um, what else is going on with you? Well, hey. look, on our last episode, we encouraged people to call us about the TV show, Pete and Pete. We did. We got, we've gotten other TV show recommendations for you to enjoy on your maternity leave. A lot of Gilmore
1: Girls recommendations. Well,
0: let me tell you, people were very offended that I said you couldn't watch Gilmore Girls anymore. (laughs) Many people were like, yes, you can. (sighs) Gilmore Girls is the perfect cozy show. Uh, But someone did write us about Pete and Pete and their email headline was I'm 38 and I'm here for Pete and Pete. Okay. And they said that they watched Pete and Pete with their sister on Friday nights, and it was offbeat, quirky, and it was delightful. Highly recommend. So maybe that's what you're going to watch. I mean, when you're nursing your child.
1: If I wanted to watch a show with my husband, I'm sure he would watch it with me because he loved Pete and Pete. That
0: seems like his generation. Yes. Yeah. He's just a wee bit younger than us.
1: He is the same age as this
0: woman's sister. Ah, there we go. Mm-hmm. The Pete and Pete generation. Yep. Forget millennials, <laughs> call them P-Lennials. <laughs> Pete Lennials? Pete Lennials. Probably better than Pete (laughs) Lennials. Lane and Sammy are both shaking their heads in typical Pete (laughs) lénial attitude. Uh, Dory, I was health spiraling Mm. last week. So, but, but, uh, I, because I had kind of a weird health thing. Yeah. Which, Is like most weird health things, probably nothing, but you still got to go get it checked out when you're 40. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm waiting on my blood test results on that. But I was like really spiraling, as you know, because you texted me like some just like general news about something. And I just wrote back like, I'm freaking out about (laughs) my health, like the certain thing. Anyway, but you know what has helped me? What? Revisiting my meditation practice, Uh which has been on a almost permanent hiatus. Okay. Um, and the past three mornings I've been waking up and just staying right in my bed and meditating and it has really helped me calm down. Oh good. Yeah. And I, as I was kind of flipping out the, um, the past couple of days, which if you don't health spiral, it's just a lot of like convincing yourself that the worst case scenario is happening. Um, getting really freaked out and then catastrophizing everything like you know well if i'm if this is wrong with my body then here's how the whole world's gonna fall apart anyway the meditating has has helped how long are you meditating for i i so i am i have i practice transcendental meditation okay and i have a lot of thoughts on tm Mm -hmm. um and i was actually very hesitant to try it and Mm -hmm. that is because um you have to pay to take a course on it. Mm. And I was gifted a course by my husband Mm -hmm. who was taught it at work and he liked it. So just for clarity on how I was able to access a TM training. And I had always kind of had a, been has like a little skeptical of it because I think meditation is accessible to anyone. It's mindfulness and quiet with yourself. Anyway, let me get off that little soapbox <laughs> and just say that I did learn transcendental meditation a couple years ago and it, it was the meditation practice that I connected with the most. Okay. And I've done a bunch of different ones um just through my yoga teacher training that I did a few years ago. So that's what I do. So in TM you're supposed to do it two times a day for twenty minutes okay. a, each time. I've just been kind of giving myself however long I want first thing in the morning and I'm not doing it a second time. Another thing I, and this is not a advertisement, but I will say the calm app, which has advertised on this podcast. Yes. I went and purchased the app. Yeah, sure. um, The premium. Yes. Yes. The premium app. Uh, And, because that has also really helped. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I've just like, when I'm brushing my teeth, I'll listen to their like kind of anxiety meditations. Mm-hmm. And my kid likes their sleep stories. Oh, they have children's oh. sleep stories. So anyway, not to just plug meditation tools all day, but that, that has surprisingly helped me calm down. Oh, good. I'm, I'm reminded of what a good tool it could be in my general life every yeah, day. Yeah, for sure. And there's nothing easier than meditating in bed totally propping yourself up on a pillow and just totally breathing so that's that's what i've been up to good yeah i'm know. glad you found something that's calming doing my intuitive eating yeah that's also been positive good we'll talk more about that later i can't wait the most important thing that's going on in my life Dory, yes. is the canadian television show <laughs> schitt's creek which I just am- announced that they're they're ending right oh, they're doing one more season and then it's done, oh. and I'll just rewatch it over and over again. Okay. It's your Cheers. It is my Maisie Dobbs. <laughs> oh, okay. It's so cozy, so comforting, so easily digestible. Slash, it has the the perfect romantic relationship, which is a ship like a couple that I'm obsessed mm. with. You know who I'm talking about if you watch the show David and Patrick. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm I like can't stop. Amazing. Anyway, it's. I just love taking getting. Over like, I love life. getting super into a show. Oh, I'm so into them. It's starting to get weird. <laughs> so we're here sitting in your home. We sure are. And I got to see your office and your future nursery today. You did. They're looking good. Thank you, Kate. I know you've been really stressed about getting everything. I have been so stressed. I, I should say it isn't just like gentle disorganization. You've had like construction happening to the outside of your home and, and inside. inside. You've been moving a ton of like it's not just yeah getting some stuff
1: put in a box.
0: You've had a lot of chaos here, yeah, and it's been stressful.
1: So Matt was away, and it all sort of came to a head one day last week when I came home and like everything from the office was in the living room. My office already had stuff that was in the like all of Matt's guitars were in the my old office slash nursery. There was like no room to walk anywhere. The office was being painted. Like it was everything was just chaos. Um I called Bo's daycare and I was like, can Bo stay overnight tonight? Like I will bring his food by. And they were like, sure. So I was very grateful to have them just be able to like last minute kind of take him. Um and then I was just like, oh my God, I'm alone in this house bo has gone, Matt's gone, everything is like upended. It felt very alienating. A
0: little doomsday-ish. A little
1: doomsday-ish. And I was like, when is this going to get done? Like Matt Matt was supposed to be away this week also. And I was just like, he's going to be home for less than 24 hours. Like we're not going to be able to do everything that needs to happen. Like we have all this Ikea furniture to put together, excuse me, for the nursery. Um, and yeah, I was like really spiraling. And then we, you and I were just on roller
0: coasters of emotion. last week.
1: <laughs> we really were. Um, and then on Saturday, Matt was coming home from Vegas and he texted me and he was like, I've decided not to go away next week. Good choice. And I was like, Oh yes. Thank you. So I was very happy about that for several reasons. One, just that he wasn't leaving Two that. He like came to this on his own.
0: Right. You didn't have to nudge.
1: No, I didn't have to be like, ask. Yeah. yeah, like, and also he came home from Vegas and he, and he was like, I didn't have a good time in Vegas. I was like stressed out about you being like home alone in the house with all the stuff going on. And I was like, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you thought of me as a gambled. Yeah.
1: Um, so this weekend, we got so much
0: done. Yeah, your house is like transformed.
1: Yeah, we basically, the office, except for like some curtains and it's pretty much all set up. We put up art, like I got a new rug from Target, um, just like everything is happening. And then Matt painted the nursery yesterday.
0: And it looks fabulous. Yeah. It's brighter. It
1: turns out that like having your walls painted white instead of like a mousy beige that your landlord for some reason thought was the right color to paint the walls that match the carpet that match the carpet and just made everything very (laughs) taupey. Yeah, I can see that. And like before I like, I mean, I still don't like the carpet, but the carpet is now less offensive now that the walls are
0: white. I'm happy for you. Thank you. It looks beautiful. I mean we're you. in your we should say we're in your space now. That's why I keep commenting on yeah. how nice it looks. So,
1: you know, I really just wanted
0: the office to feel cozy and calming and I think it does. Now, are you feeling the urge to nest, as they say, often happens to people expecting a child?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like my nesting instincts kicked in like in the second trimester, but now Matt's next nesting Nesting. instincts are kicking in because he's finally done with work and he can actually like do stuff around the house.
0: So he's all fired up. I find like, I I wonder if nesting occurs Because you're in this weird space where, like, the inevitable is gonna happen, the baby will be born, but it's not happening yet. So you're just kind of like, what can I do? Totally. Oh,
1: yeah, it's totally a control thing. Like, you're just like, there's like, what, what, how can I channel this anxiety? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll channel it into rearranging things in my home. Or, like, I feel like that's also, that also gets manifested when people get super obsessive about the, like, what the nursery is gonna look like.
0: Totally. I didn't have... With my first child, I didn't even have a nursery sheet. We, we were in a one-bedroom apartment. Mm. I didn't even have a crib when she was born. I don't even... I don't know what, what was going she on. She slept on the floor. I mean, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we didn't have the... I didn't have the same urge or space to nest. But you're right. Like some people go fucking balls to the wall with these oh, nurseries. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, for a while, I was like collecting nursery pictures that I saw on Instagram Of other uh, of uh, other people's nurseries, just for inspo, inspo. just for some inspo, Um, but that can like really drive you crazy. Yeah,
0: you know. Well, it's that whole kind of keeping up with the Joneses feeling. Totally, and like,
1: who are even
0: the Joneses? I don't know anybody named Jones. Me neither. Nor do I know anyone with a perfect, non messy, Instagrammable nursery. Totally.
1: So. And also, like, the room is not that large, so I had to be pretty, like, strategic about what we're going to put in there. And also, like,
0: like, we live in California, so you can't even put artwork over a crib. No, you can't, friends, because of earthquakes. Mm -hmm. Um, I also say, like, who the fuck are these fancy nurseries? Now, listen, if you want to make a beautiful fancy nursery, awesome. Yeah. But, like, it's not like your baby is Born and then comes out and is like, oh my gosh, what? I love this these beautiful prints from Etsy. Well, that was when I when
1: Matt yesterday was like getting really obsessive about painting. I was like, the baby's not going to care, and I was like,
0: I care. Yeah, it does make you feel good to have a <laughs> have a clean, safe space yes. for your child. I totally get that, and I'm not I I'm not begrudging anyone who wants to devote time totally to creating a beautiful nursery. Like I, I I would never I'm not yeah critical yeah, but it still is. And Lord knows I've done it with my kids' oh, yeah. bedrooms and my space.
1: So that's what's happening in the home. Also, fun thing that happened this week. I went to our old friend, Sephori's.
0: Oh, God. I followed this on Instagram.
1: And the last time I had been there, they when I was buying stuff for the uh, gift bags for my baby shower hosts.
0: I okay, really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I brought the Fenty lip gloss that you gave me.
1: They Today. were like, do you want a free facial? And I was like, what? And they said, yeah, if you spend over $75 in store, you can get a
0: facial. But Is this then, a new policy? No one's ever offered look, this to me. At I Sephora. don't know.
1: Um, and then and then I was like, oh, when could I do it? And I couldn't do it for another couple hours. And I had to go. So I like, OK, I'll do it the next time I'm here. So when I went in this time. I was like, can I get that free facial? And I didn't, know, I didn't know if it was like a point thing. And they were like, oh, no, you just have to spend $75. And I was like, okay, well, I was planning on doing that anyway today because I had to pick up a couple of things. And they were like, okay, you can get one in half an hour. And it's like, a, it's like a mini hydrofacial. Great. Where they use a machine called a Perk. And they just like suck some stuff off your face. Sounds good. And hydrate you. And then they bring some products over and like put them on your face and try to sell like it wasn't, but it wasn't a hard sell. They were just like, here's what we're using. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was like super fun. I highly recommend. I don't think they do it at every Sephora, but you can, you can reserve on the app, which Who I also put in our stories. New. I knew? mean, I did not. This know. is our
0: second Sephora hack <laughs> of the month. <laughs> totally. So I feel like really taking advantage of all that Sephora has to offer <laughs> is a very important point of this podcast.
1: I mean, we spend enough money there; they should give back. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So 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 that's been what's well, you going look on. Look hydrated and dewy. Oh, why? Thank you. You know. Well, should we take a quick break what? and come back to talk
0: about these products?
1: Oh, I would love to.
0: if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35.
1: Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer.
0: our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35.
1: Well, here we are. Spring product check-in time. You know, when we were prepping for this episode, I was like, oh yeah, it's spring.
0: I know we live in a confusing place where it's kind of generally spring for like seven months out of the year. Yeah,
1: except we did have a a winter this year.
0: Yes, but I feel like anyone living in an actual cold place is possibly blowing yeah, their eyes. Yeah, that was like their spring. Yeah, we yeah. had a rainy a rainy time, but it is the seasons are changing indeed. And we thought this might be a fun time to just check in with what we're putting on our face Let's right now. Let's do it and you know, I like to bring the actual products with me.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I could run to my bathroom and get mine. Well,
0: you know, I was I used your bathroom a couple minutes ago and I almost, I, there was something on this list that I was like, oh, I want to try it. I didn't. You could have. I wanted to. When we get to it, I'll tell you what it I is. I mean,
1: yeah, I, I think I might run over there when you're done and okay. grab my prods. All okay, right, great. Um, grab your prods. <laughs> yes, Kate. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it's a little bit of the teapot calling the kettle black I know it is. <laughs>
0: get my prods mm-hmm. oh my god okay <sighs> go on rain it in rain it in kate so dory yes you know it's funny i recently have kind of come to a place of peace mm-hmm. with my skincare routine mm-hmm. and i almost feel like i'm i'm heading toward where you normally are, which is like, Mm. I found stuff that I really like that works for me. Great. Now, uh, Courtney Chisano, our wonderful facialist friend who has been on this podcast two times, introduced me a while back to this emergency skincare line. Yes. And she uses it. She sells it. She loves it. She really recommends it. And I have been using I'm on my second bottle of their vitamin C serum
2: hmm. Uh,
0: I really like it. It is what works for me in terms of a vitamin C serum. I have tried Drunk Elephant. I've tried Mad Hippie. I've tried Claire's. I've tried something I bought off of Amazon. And this has been my go to. Okay. But what has happened is I have then branched out and tried other emergency products.
2: Mm. And every vitamin single one, C
0: was your gateway drug. It opened the door To so many other emergency things. And now I am like the bulk of my skincare routine is by them. Wow. So right now I'm using uh, this emergency scientific organics kombucha cleanser. Mm. A fave of Courtney's. Yes. And, and, you know, I'm using that just at night. And then in the morning I'm using just my bioderma micellar Mm -hmm. water. Okay. Um, I'm not washing my face in the morning. Then I follow it with this Faced Food Mineral Mist, which is by a Canadian brand called Graydon. Okay. And Dory, our friends at the Breaking Beauty podcast gifted us with like a beautiful little bag of Canadian products when we hung out with them and had coffee. And I was like, I'll give this little toner a try. And I love it. Oh, good. I use it morning and night. You can see I'm about halfway through the bottle. I'm going to get it again. Oh, Canada. It's Oh, fucking Canada. Shits <laughs> Creek and my face missed. I mean, you what should just more? move to Vancouver. Honestly, Dory, <laughs> healthcare and Daniel Levy. I might. Okay. All the good things come <laughs> from Canada poutine. I mean, we could just, could we go on and on? We could. Y'all have it fucking figured out up there. Okay. So anyway, this face food mineral mist, it's really hydrating. It's soothing for redness. I love it. That goes after I cleanse. Then in the morning, vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. Now, Dory. Mm-hmm. My nighttime serum situation. Okay. I have just purchased, after much research, another emergency product. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Emergency multivitamin retinol serum. Oh, lovely. To use a couple times a week at night. When I'm not using that, Dory, I am using a Hydric Stream by Consonant, which is like a hydrating serum, also gifted to me by the women of the Breaking Beauty podcast. Yes. Also, I believe, Canadian. Yes. So again, I'm just clearly Canadian. trying to weasel my way into <laughs> Canadian culture. So I use that as a serum most nights, and then un- un- unless I'm using this retinol thing, okay. Morning and night, I am now using again emergency hyper vitalizer cream. Mm. I love this. It's rich, but it's not like thick. It's like the perfect combination of like hydrating but not overwhelming. Can, can I see it? Uh huh. Dory's opening the container. Let's see what she does next. She's sniffing it, kind of like it's a wine.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Oh, she's inhaling. <laughs> next, she's tasting like it. it. She's bringing it to her mouth. She's licking it.
1: <laughs> um, I'm not gonna put my. You're welcome hand to try it, it, but.
0: but- um, it, it, it looks lovely. It it's, does look very creamy. It's really nice. And, and then morning and night, I use this gold fadden MD bright eyes, dark circle radiance concentrate. Mm-hmm. And then during the day, still with my sun integrity face, it's tinted broad spectrum SPF 30. Oh, okay. And that's it. And I've kind of landed on this lineup recently mm-hmm. and f- I'm feeling really good about it. Your skin looks great. I feel very good. Confident in yeah. my skin, not wearing any makeup. Yeah. Uh, and I did actually use that depuffing eye uh the cream Bray. we got. Yeah, from mm-hmm, the Fab mm-hmm. Fit Fun Box, which I've used a couple times because last night I had some wine and some champagne. Oh well, look at you. I was at a gathering of motherless women. Okay. It was really fun and intimate. And I had some alcohol. All right. Uh and I but I notice I notice now if I drink the mm-hmm. night before, the next day my skin looks so noticeably drier with more dark circles. It's fascinating it's like an experiment so Crazy. i put some of that depuffing stuff on so anyway this is where i'm at right now i love it yeah i'm very i've i feel good about it and i have to say i had never heard of emergency we're not affiliated with them anyway i've no. uh, bought their products myself but really into their products i'm really into this so, for you yeah well let's see how it goes let's see if i can transition this into summer and see where i land okay all right where are you in the skin situation here? <sighs>
1: well Well, well, well. I'm sorry, with your prods. With my prods. Um, I've gotten some new products recently, which I'm excited about, but I'll just go through my routine. How about that? Take me... Let's like set the scene. Okay. So I don't wash my face in the morning anymore. Do you use just water? Usually. Okay. At most, like I will splash some water in, in the shower. If I like... If I shower more like midday, like if I go to yoga and then I shower or I walk the dog or I shower at night, then I will wash my face.
0: Yes, Kate. Dory, I have a question. Yes, please. If you don't wash your face in the morning, do you still put products on? I do. Okay. So you're just not doing the washing step. Correct. Okay. I found the washing step to be a little drying. Got it. Is there a toning step?
1: Um, No. Okay. Okay. So... I p- I've been using the Mad Hippie Vitamin C Serum, which I find to be fine. I'm not in love with it. Okay. I you're... actually think it might be drying. Okay. Um, when I f- I'm going to finish it, I don't think it's harming me. Um, Your skin looks great. Well, thank you. When I finish it, I might do some investigating of some other options, perhaps even listen, get on this board. emergency stuff that you're talking up um, for moisturizer. I had been using the Biosense squalane and probiotic gel moisturizer, mm, which I really like. But one of the reasons I went to Sephora's the other day was to get more of it. And they didn't carry the whole line in store. They only had like one of their like travel size products by the register. Um, and I, I wanted something immediately. So I went with Tatcha, the water gel.
0: Okay. So this is what I wanted to try in the bathroom.
1: Okay. I can go get it for you. I,
0: I, I, you want me to get it? You are pregnant. I don't want to make you get up.
1: I mean, I'm not, I'm not like,
0: I know you're you're an an able-bodied person, but I'm just just trying to let you rest.
1: Uh, yeah. Go get it, Dory. Okay. Okay. So I just got up and went and got my prods. (laughs)
0: Dori, <laughs> this is gonna make me This is like payback for something. Oh it's sure wrinkled. What is a pay what what weird word thing, <laughs> Kate? <laughs>
1: um I forgot oh, a step nice. because it's brand new because the guy who did my facial at Sephora's used it and I was like, ooh, I want that. It is a cowdoly grape water.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a giant dry shampoo, but it's a spray bottle for your face. It's a spray bottle for your face. In
1: French, it is eau de raisin, and it soothes and moisturizes, and it's for sensitive skin, and it feels delightful. You should take a spritz.
0: Oh boy, I'm using all of your things. I just put on that Tatcha water gel. Mm -hmm. That feels great. Uh Uh-huh, and it looks great too. Okay, hold on. I'm about to spray my face with eau de raisin.
1: Maybe move the microphone. You don't think I should spray it directly <laughs> onto all these electronics?
0: <laughs> Ooh! Oh wow, this is nice. No right? wait, it's grape water. Yeah. So you could essentially maybe use this as a toner. Yeah, just you it's know, like your hydrating. It's step? just
1: a hydrating step. So Shoot, I, I want sprayed that. it. So I, I sprayed it on before the, my serum this morning.
0: A hundred percent organic grapes.
1: My the guy also said he's used it as a setting spray.
0: Oh yeah, I see that. The French have it right, aren't they? Always spraying like little water totally. mists on their they face. know what's up. I mean, look, Canada, Canada's really coming through for me today. But sure. I got to give but a shout France? out to these the French.
1: Um, okay, so they didn't have the Biosance. I bought the Tatcha Water Gel, which I believe is a relatively new product. It is the the sister product of the water cream, which I really like, which I know you really like, but I
0: like a lighter moisturizer for daytime. This is interesting because I have had to go heavier just with some dryness in my skin, which is how I've ended up at this
1: the
0: emergency. So I like a gel
1: moisturizer in the morning. So so far, I've been very pleased with this Tatcha, and like everything Tatcha, it comes in a beautiful. bottle. Oh, I know.
0: I mean, look, Tatcha products look like. Fabergé eggs.
1: Yeah. You feel very luxurious when you're using a Tatcha product. And then on top of that, I put on my Biore Aqua Rich sunscreen. A fave of yours. A fave of mine. Not all natural, but a great sunscreen. Um, It is, you know, SPF 50 plus. And it it is called a watery essence. So also I feel like it's not super heavy, which I like. Um, And then for body moisturizer, I use my old standby Alba Botanica, very emollient, unscented original. You're
0: very loyal to that stuff.
1: It's great. It's really great. Um, So yeah, so that's my morning routine. In the evening, I cleanse with a micellar water. Mm. I'm just feeling French today. I said micellar. Um, I have been using a simple that I think I got at Target Costco also sells it. Um, A friend recently brought me back some Bioderma micellar water, which I know is your fave. The best. So I've been using that too. It's really great. Um, Then I've been using, and I mentioned this last week, the Thayer's Witch Hazel Cucumber Facial Toner. The Sephora guy told me that it was drying, but he also was like, it has alcohol. Like, toners have alcohol. And I was like, this one doesn't have alcohol. Like, I actually don't think this one is drying. Um, and it feels very refreshing when it goes on. It says it's hydrating. I don't know. It says it tightens pores and smooths skin without drying. Well, you feel that to I be true. I feel that to be true. Um And then here's another thing that Sephora's guy did that I was like, what? He mixed together essence serum and this like collagen moisturizer thing in a little bowl with a brush from It Cosmetics that he said had collagen in it. What? Look, I don't know. It was like a concoction. And then he like painted it on my face. So I tried this last night with Tatcha the essence, which was gifted to me. Yes, by Tatcha. By Tatcha. Thank
0: you, Tatcha. Um,
1: the water gel was not gifted, but the essence was gifted. Um, and then my old standby, the
0: the timeless CoQ10 serum. Dory's favorite Amazon purchase. My favorite. Looks like Amazon you just got purchased. a new bottle. I did. It's like eighteen bucks, right? Thirteen bucks. Yeah,
1: it's like $20, I think. It's somewhere between like, it's usually between like $17 to $20. We'll have the
0: accurate price on our website. Well, it
1: changes. That's oh. why I say. Oh, because of yeah, old Amazon. Because of ye old Amazon. Um, I had been using this in the morning. I'm now have. i now using it at night. Not for any particular reason, but just because. Just because I, I think because I've been using the vitamin C serum in the morning, which you're supposed to use in the morning. Um, And then I added a little bit of face oil to the concoction. You made your own mixture. I sure did. And what did you stir it in? Like a little little dish from the kitchen? I Yeah. I just grabbed a, a little bowl and I used a chopstick. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I might get a brush and like paint it on.
0: I might have a brush for you.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
0: i have to see if I still have. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, and for the face oil, I've been alternating among the ordinary virgin marula oil, um, this milk and honey lux facial oil, which is from their new skincare line, which was gifted to us. They are an advertiser. I love it. Yeah, I like that too. And there's also a Caudalie Overnight Detox Oil, Mm -hmm. which I sometimes use. It has other stuff in it, so I don't use it every night, but I like it. Um, And then for moisturizer, I alternate among the Stratia. Stratia? I don't know. I've never said it out loud. Stratia. Yeah. Um, Liquid Gold, which is a cult favorite. This was also gifted to us. I really like it. It's weird, though it goes on your face yellow yes it's sh- it's shiny, yeah, but if you like really rub it in, it feels good. um milk and honey also sent us a uh an intense hydration cream, which I also excuse me really like, which I have right here. It comes in a very interesting
0: pot, yes, where you like push you down.
1: push and down it comes up. <laughs> yeah, um. And Tatcha also makes it an indigo cream for which is for sensitive skin. And I really like that too. And that was also gifted. Um, but those three are my kind of go to moisturizers these days. And then I also use the Goldfaden and MD bright eyes. That's right. That connects us. And then every night I use this Tatcha Kisu lip mask. Which is amazing, which I almost hesitate to bring up because it is not available anymore. It was like a limited edition it's thing. It's so great that they I hope sent they bring us it back. I hope they bring it back too. It is so good. I feel like it keeps my lips just
0: moisturized. It feels delightful going yeah. on. Yeah, I love that and
1: stuff. And I I've tried other lip masks and been like
0: unimpressed. I mean, the only thing I like as much is Vaseline. Yeah. That's my lip mask of choice, as yeah. we all know.
1: Um, and then the the lovely ladies at Botnia gave us some products. And one of the products they gave us, we gave me was uh, the body cream, mm. which I put on my belly.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Moisturize that belly. You gotta moisturize the belly. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. So that's what has been going
0: on product-wise. Can I give another just quick product shout out to something Please. I just tried yesterday and really liked Is was in the beauty bag that we received from Whole Foods.
1: Yes, which I Thank believe you, if Whole Foods. You, yeah, if you didn't get it last week i think it's probably gone
0: but check around but check around uh, but but you can also get this in a full yes, size of it's course. the it's Waleda's almond soothing facial cream mm. i used this last night be- before putting on a little makeup and it was really nice oh, okay so I, I should also just... say
1: the thayers was in the also Whole in the beauty foods. bag yeah the,
0: yeah the beauty bag another thing i want to mention is this consonant consonant hydric stream serum that i've been using mm-hmm. can be purchased at my favorite store, Costco. Oh, really? Yes. I have seen it at Costco. And I had never heard of it before until the wonderful Breaking Beauty uh, ladies introduced it to my life. But then I kept finding it at Costco. So what do you know? What do you know? Um, I want to... Can I say one more thing? Yes. I got this, this emergency multivitamin retinol serum because... Good jeans doesn't really do anything for me. Oh, I meant to say, I once a week on a I list. use good jeans. Yeah, good jeans. I've never really noticed it. I use this and noticed like my skin really? looked. Yeah, I noticed it instantaneously, which I feel like never happens. And maybe it's just a placebo effect, but I'm, I don't know. I, I'm not going to be able to use this for quite some time. No, I know. But you know, I like that it has little beads in it. I think that's the little vitamins. Ooh, Same in the vitamin C. Cool. Here. Yep. Well, I bet emergency has like a cool lab. It's based in Brooklyn, apparently, and I think they have a rooftop farm. We got to go. Like a garden. We got to go. Business trip. Totally. All right, Dory. Let's take a short break. Let's do it.
1: Our guest today is Joanna Goddard. Welcome, Joanna. Thank you. Um, Joanna runs the award-winning women's lifestyle site, Cup of Joe, which covers everything from books and beauty to relationships and parenting. Cup of Joe gets more than 1 million monthly unique readers, making it one of the most well-read lifestyle blogs in the world. Forbes named Joanna one of the top 10 parenting influencers, and her writing has also appeared in New York Magazine and Glamour. And she lives in Brooklyn with her husband and two children. And I have to say, Joanna, you have been...
0: Probably our top requested guest.
1: Definitely oh in the That's top so five. Yeah,
0: and you, uh, your <laughs> cup of Joe. I think was the first place our podcast got a little got a bit of press. Yeah, and it, I think it changed the trajectory of it. Totally our podcast. did. Yeah. So we have you to thank.
1: Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, I I think many of our listeners are probably familiar with cup of Joe, but. We'd love to just have you start with talking a little bit about the genesis of the site and how it's grown. Um, I mean, one thing that I've always admired about Cup of Joe is that it's so consistent and you haven't, you haven't felt like, oh, I must write a book or do a podcast. Like You just have focused on the blog, which is so good. And I think that that comes across in the quality of the site and the devotion of your readers. So I'd love for you to just kind of talk about that a little bit.
2: Yeah, um thank you so much. That's so nice. Uh we I mean definitely there's been pressure to do other things. Yeah. People have asked us a lot about books and and podcasts and merchandise and all that kind of stuff, but um the block has really been my baby all this time and anytime I think about doing a book, I my response is really like why wouldn't we just do it on the site? Yeah. Um it's such an amazing vehicle for us and we love our readers so much and it just seems like everything kind of points back to it. And yeah, it's crazy. It's been 12 years since wow. I started it. I know. It's crazy. And it was so, so different at the beginning, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pinterest wasn't a thing. Twitter wasn't a thing. Yeah, um, Facebook was happening, but it was different. And so the blogging world is very, very different. And I had a full-time job at the time. My little brother was like, he's really into computers. And he was like, you should start a blog, Joe. Like, I'll help you set it up. And then he's like, we should name it Cup of Joe, like coffee. It's like funny. And it's like, okay. Like, it, I didn't think anything would come of it. Um, but it's so funny. I mean, now it's, it was such an important decision, but it was yeah. made so
1: quickly. Uh,
2: yeah, so it's been a kind of a wild ride.
1: And now you run the blog full time. Um yes. So can you talk about kind of how your relationships with readers has changed and how you have managed to maintain your readers interest um, for all of these years?
2: Um, Yeah, so it naturally I had um, a narrative to my own life when I started it because I was 28. Yeah. 20. That would make sense. I'm 40 now. Yeah. I was 28 and I had just broken up with my boyfriend of four or five years. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the blog was a distraction. That's why I started focusing so much on it. It was just something else to do. Like when I got home from work and was sad. Um, and then like shortly after I met this other guy, Alex, who I started dating and I would mention my boyfriend. Then we moved in together. Then he proposed, we, I planned my wedding on the site for a year and then we had a honeymoon baby. I mean, it's like all this stuff was happening that created a narrative thread on the site naturally. Um, So that was helpful because there was so much to talk about. It's like talking about wedding planning is fun. Talking about a new baby is compelling. Um, And then aside from that, we try to just talk about, I mean, we create series on the site. I mean, series are fun because you want to check back and see the old ones and anticipate the new ones. So that kind of helps create um, just reasons to come back to the site. Mm -hmm. And then also just trying to write about things that are truly interesting to people. Like I remember at New York Magazine ages ago when I was working there, my editor, Jana Ozard, who's a genius, um, she was like, you really have to think about what's interesting and what's magazine interesting and they can be two different things like you have Mm. to really figure out what is actually interesting to people and not just what makes like a a quippy story or like a funny headline and I've always remembered that like whenever we're brainstorming on our team I'm like what are you actually thinking about in your life what are your friends truly talking about and caring about um and I think that's helpful because people can relate
0: it's funny hearing you mention all these things in your life cuz I'm like mhm mhm I've been following along since the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that moment. <laughs> it's very satisfying to watch somebody's life play out in that way, but it's also very intimate and I'm how do you kind of walk the the line of what you put out about yourself and what you share and what you keep private? And and I know the demand for intimacy with with readers and followers and fans is so Intense. Like, as you're saying this, I'm like, yes, I want to, like, I remember wanting every detail of your life. So how, how do you kind of figure out what you keep, um, I guess, off limits from the internet?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I do think you can be honest and truthful and authentic about your life without telling every detail. I mean, no one is blogging about their life in real time. Of course, you're going to keep some things back. Um, so the way that I think about it is just to write about the things that I am writing about in a very honest way. And then I feel okay about just not mentioning or fully explaining other parts of my life. Um, That especially is true when it comes to things that are happening with and to other people in my life. When my sister's husband was sick, I didn't mention it for a really long time and only with like 10 different forms of her permission, because that was his and her story to tell. And I wouldn't want to ever make somebody else feel uncomfortable or to regret, you know, being on the site or telling me something. So, um, yeah, I think about it a lot, but I think that's okay. I mean, I do think people understand that obviously we have more going on in our life than things that we're sharing when I mean, everybody's life is so complicated.
1: I mean, one thing you were very candid about was postpartum depression. Um, And how did that, I guess I'm wondering, like, were you surprised at the response to that? Um, And how did it feel to be so vulnerable about postpartum, postpartum depression in particular?
2: I, oh, that was such a dark time. It honestly brings tears to my eyes every time I think about it. I, I, Didn't talk about it for a long time. When I was going through it, I wasn't in a place where I could talk about it. I hadn't really figured out what it was or what was going to happen next. I, at the time, I mean, when you're depressed, as anybody who's been depressed knows, like often you just think it's your life that's crumbling down around you and that's why you're upset. You don't realize it's like the depression that's making you depressed. Mm -hmm. So at the time I was like, well, obviously my career is over my husband's going to just end up getting sick of me and leaving and I shouldn't be a mom, you know, all these thoughts that you tell yourself. Um, so I wasn't in a place where I could have co- co- coherently written about it. Uh, so I wrote about it probably a year after I went through it. Um, and I was really, really nervous about that post. I remember sitting in my, I worked from home at the time um, on my bed for many years. And I remember sitting on my bed getting ready to post it and just really feeling like I was going to throw up and like wondering, I had teased it the Friday before and it was on a Monday I was like, well, I teased it. I have to publish it. I can't just change my mind, which was like, I was really regretting that. And I waited until I think it went up at like 10 at night. I just like couldn't pull the trigger, but I just felt so vulnerable and like sort of um, like, I thought people might wonder why they were following me if I, had been like such a mess at this point mm-hmm. um, and be like, why are we listening to her and her like advice on things? But I ended up publishing it and it was the comments just immediately started pouring in. I was, I really was shocked by their response. And now, now looking back, I understand it. But at the time I was just amazed that people were just telling their own stories that I felt so much less alone. It was a really incredible experience.
0: That must have been validating in a way. And also, I mean, I think you really helped open up a dialogue that is still ongoing to this day. I mean, this was not something and it's still not something people are comfortable talking about.
2: It's a hard thing to talk about because you feel so bad about yourself when you're depressed. I mean, it's like just the nature of um, the illness. And so it's really hard to open up about it because you, by definition, feel just like mortified by everything you're doing. I don't know, or just so like powerless um in the face of it. So it is hard to talk about, but I've seen so many people writing beautiful things and really honest things. And I do think the the stigma is kind of coming off it. Um and I also think it's so interesting because when I was depressed with well, I, I went through it with both my children, with my second child Anton. Uh, it happened, it hit me like almost right after he was born. But with Toby, my first child, it hit me when I was weaning him when he was eight months and I was Googling, that's part of why I didn't really think it was postpartum depression at first or something that was like chemical or hormonal, because I didn't think it could happen that much later after you had your child. And I was Googling it and like, not that much was coming up. There was one link on, um, like a Berkeley health site that came up like a forum but otherwise, there's really nothing about it, and um now there's there's a lot more about it, which makes me feel really happy because it's definitely something that happens.
1: yeah, the conversation has, I think opened up
0: definitely since sure. I had my first kid, yeah, but it does still depression is such a weird thing because, like you said, there's so much shame attached to it that it can be it can be hard to realize what's going on until you're really deep in it that makes oh, any totally. sense.
2: It's, it totally does. It's so disorienting.
0: Um, you mentioned that to us that you have a, and this is a, a leap of a segue, but I, I need to ask, cause <laughs> this is something I struggle with deeply that you have a process for dealing with negative comments. Um, in particular, <laughs> I think that you get online and could you educate me on how to deal with that? Because I get very emotionally invested in anything anybody says, and it's hard for me to set boundaries in that way. And I'm curious how you've, because you've ex- existed online for so long, how do you maintain kind of a healthy emotional stability?
2: Yeah, it's such a good question. Luckily, the vast majority of our readers are really like warm and wonderful. Um, we feel really lucky about that. And then also we obviously really want there to be debate on the site and um, you know discussions about important things. So we want that kind of thing. But when there are comments, which inevitably there are that feel really personally attacking or just like hit you sort of in a like tough spot, it's like a real punch in the gut moment. I totally, I mean, I, everybody has to go through it. Um, my husband's always like the only way not to get negative comments is not to write anything online at all. I mean, it's, it's it's true.
0: You like anybody, you know, we're all essentially online these days yeah, in some form.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, people on Instagram, people, I mean, whether you're doing it for your job or for pleasure, um, everyone has like this sort of new way of relating to just like people out there. So, okay, it's three steps and (laughs) it's like so embarrassing. All right. So the first one is that I always remind myself like this happens to literally everybody. And so I think about the people that I think are the coolest and like remind myself that it happens to them. Like, Michelle Obama, she has, like, so many random things said about her. Tina Fey, some people don't think she's funny, and she's, like, obviously hilarious. So I'll, like, go through this list of people and just remind myself no one is immune. And then it just makes me feel better. Then my second step is that I remind myself, like my mom always says, like, people are just in a whole world of their own, like, Mm -hmm. going through stuff in their own life. Like, who knows? Maybe they're getting a divorce or, like... Somebody in their life is sick or whatever. Maybe they're just like in a terrible mood. So there's that happening too. It's not always about you. And then the last thing I do. So then I'm at this point. I'm like feeling better. I'm like okay. I'm shrugging it off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so my third step is to just think: Is there like a nugget of constructive criticism that I can take out of it? Because yes. sometimes if, if people are sometimes people have an emotional reaction to something and you feel really attacked and defensive, but then if you can like take away your own emotion from it, sometimes you're like, sometimes you're like, there's no point. They're just <laughs> like, not cool. But other times I'm like, okay, they do actually have a point that I can find underneath it all.
1: Mm. That is a very mature.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: Genuinely I'm it's taken
2: 12 years, 12 years to
1: come up. With okay. That fair. I feel like, yeah, it's, <laughs> I've gotten better at ignoring them, but I do think that I still get kind of defensive. Yeah. At least internally. Like I've I've learned to not respond publicly, which is an important step, I think. Um but it's hard to kind of control
0: those feelings of like what, what?
1: right, how dare you. Yeah, how dare. Yeah, you? but finding the
0: constructive feedback in a, ch- a more challenging or negative comment, I think is wow, that is just impressive. Yeah. And something I'm going to strive for.
2: Too, I, yeah. And I mean, I, like you guys, would never get in an argument with a, a reader. Um, I, I would never like lash back out or try to engage in that way at all. Right. But uh, but sometimes I'll write back and be like, thank you so much. If, if, it's, if it's constructive, I'll be like, thank you so much. I really see your point. I'm learning from this. And just writing back to it is so helpful too because – you, you are learning things. Sometimes I'm like, I'm really grateful. I, yeah. I'm going to change my view on that or I'm going to do that differently. Oh,
0: thank you. That was very helpful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so Joanna, I am having a baby in April. I'm having a boy. and yeah. I, You have two little boys. And when we were kind of corresponding before the interview, you said that you had some thoughts about raising kind-hearted little boys. And I immediately was like, oh my gosh, like, this is my ultimate goal. I just want to raise like a kind boy. Um, so I would love to hear your tips in that regard.
2: Well, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. I'm so excited for you. Thank Little voice are the yummiest. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you're going to love it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I think about this all the time. Um, it is like my biggest fear to like raise a little boy who turns out to be a douchey guy. Yes. Um, it would be the worst. And so this whole thing is really near and dear to my heart. I mean, first off, I would say if you're even worried about it, you're probably going to be fine. I do think that like, <laughs> if like a mom or a dad is even asking this question, they're probably doing the right stuff. Um, but some of the things that we do that, I mean, I'm still learning obviously, and I'm still trying to get. Advice from other people. But some of the things that we found helpful um, are like, OK, first of all, I we talk a lot about consent, but like not in an erudite way that they won't understand. But mm-hmm. they are only five and eight at this point. But we always are talking about how like I mean, this, I might say this every day or like every other day it comes up. Well, I'll be like, you're the boss of your body or like, Mm -hmm. I'm the boss of my body. Mm -hmm. And just saying like, they really understand the concept of boss as a little kid. That's like very important. Um, you know, you're not the boss of me or whatever. So, so I'll say like, you know, if I'm like tickling their backs or something and they're like, Oh, stop. I'll be like, Oh yeah, you're the boss of your body. Mm. And I'll just take my hands away right away. Or, like if they're grabbing the other brother and he's saying, no, I'll be like, he is the boss's body, like be very stern about it. It's like incredibly important role in our family. Um, and Jessica Valenti actually wrote this really smart thing where she said she doesn't, if she's like smooching on her kids and they say to stop or like, she's like, give me a kiss. And they say, no, she doesn't pout or like play mm. around like that, which is so crazy to think about because I did that so much like for years I'd be like oh come on you're so delicious just give me a little kiss Mm -hmm. but it's like her point was that you don't you want them to feel like they could always say no and they don't owe it to anybody and nobody should ever make them feel bad about it so just be like okay let's do something else or like just move away from them it's like that makes so much sense to me so the not pouting thing I think is so interesting and smart um and then I have two more things, I guess. One is uh, I talk really openly about like periods mm-hmm. and just like bodies. Yeah. Um, I don't want there to be any like grossness or like shame around women's bodies or, or anybody's bodies. So if they ever have a question and I just answer it really matter of factly about their own bodies or about girls or women and like, I'll even say to them, it might sound weird, but I'll even say to them like if we're – you know, about to leave for the park, I'll be like, Oh, I just have to like ch- change my tampon or whatever. Like, if, I mean, if I do, I'll just be really open about it in the same way you might say like, Oh, I have to pee.
1: Um, right. So it like fully normalizes just, it. Like, yes.
2: They know everything about periods at this point. They even, I was like telling about the diva cup the other day. Nanto was like, you know, your cup thing. It's like, they like know about it.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. I, love, I, I think that is great. If they, I mean, I, yeah, right. Yeah. It, it makes Sorry. them, no, it makes them great. It will make them great friends to women. It will make them great partners to women if they have women partner. Like it's just, it just makes them, yeah, you're doing a, you're doing a, yeah. a service. I mean, <laughs> I terrible. just
2: remember like an old boyfriend that I had, like anytime I would like mention a period thing, he would like kind of jokingly be like, ooh, gross or like ooh, barf or something yeah. just like as a joke. But I was like, why are you saying that? Like, it's not gross and I don't want to feel gross. And I just don't want – I want my boys to always think it's, like, super just normal and, like, everyday thing, like getting a glass of water. Um, and then the last thing is um, it is, like, my lifetime pet peeve when you're at, like, a family reunion or just a dinner party or something and all the women jump up and the guys, like, sit there and drink and talk. It, like, makes me insane. And so I – like a big goal of mine is like raise little boys that will like jump up to help and like be part of it. And we give them chore, you know, like little chores, they have to like clear the table and put their toys away just like age appropriate stuff. But, um, we always say the line, it sounds so pedantic and annoying, but I always say that the line to them, it's nobody's job to clean up after you. And to the point now where if I say it's nobody's job and then they'll start to be like, to clean up after us and then they'll start doing it. And I just, that's, I don't know. It's probably very annoying to them, but it's something else that I do. So those things, that's all I got.
0: (laughs) Those Those are, are, those are huge. Yeah. And they're, they're applicable to all kids. I think, I mean, I, I have two daughters who are the same exact age as your son's, Yeah, and I am always like I'm menstruating, which means I'm bleeding. Like I just am like (laughs) let's let me. I was changing tampons in front of them when they were very little, and just trying to yeah normalize it and make it not a thing that is scary. But like wow, look at what my body does. Mm -hmm. Like ooh, you know, like look at this. (laughs) Even when I'm like you know internally like motherfucker (laughs) feels like my body is going to split open but yeah i think that's i think that's fantastic
1: um joanna you you have a blog that i think is itself a form of self-care for a lot of people um but what are your self-care routines how do you take care of yourself
2: um that's a good question i i love reading in bed I don't I don't think I have anything that's that exciting I mean I take walks around the neighborhood a lot and like my old boyfriend used to call it recon or like reconnaissance mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, where it's like just like look at restaurant menus and like stop into a bookstore just sort of like take the lay of the land I like doing that um I don't know getting pedicures I don't have like the best answer but it, I do do all those little
0: things they add up. I think mm-hmm. the little thing. I mean, reading in bed is yeah. something I just started doing again this year, and I'm almost forty. Like I wasn't doing it for a <laughs> decade. I, I don't know what that habit just completely fell away, and it is really luxurious. Just reading,
2: reading in general,
0: or reading but, in bed. Both. Sadly, I'm just starting to like return to reading, but reading, like getting in bed and reading, not getting in bed and like looking again at Facebook is. It's been a huge shift for me. So I don't. I don't think a lot of people do it. Any, I mean, maybe I'm only speaking for myself, but I think that's very luxurious. Yeah, I,
2: it's like, it does feel so good and it really clears your head. Yeah. If, if my head is really buzzing and I feel anxious overall and I like check my phone or something, nothing will change. But somehow, like, reading in bed, it just like washes over you. I do really love that feeling.
0: What has turning 40 been like for you? Has it been a big milestone where you've learned a ton of things about, about being a human or has it just been you know, another birthday that you've moved forward from?
2: It's been interesting. What, are you turning 40? When are you turning 40? I turned Coming 40 out...
0: in July. Dory has already yeah. turned 40. So we're in, that, so, in the zone.
2: Yeah, in the zone. I mean... I had never – had you ever freaked out about an age before? I I never had. I, like – No. Turning 30, no big deal, 35, didn't care. I I just assumed – my husband's 13 years older than I am, so I was, like – I always feel young because, like, he just (laughs) is old. (laughs) No, I'm just, like, a good person. But, like, uh, I really – surprised me. It, it threw me for a loop. Like starting in the fall, I just turned 30. Uh, I mean, sorry, 40 Um, at the end of January. But I guess like starting in the fall, I just started having these like panics about it in a way I had not expected. Like I was, I literally was like, I am going to die one day. And now it's hitting me and my life is half over. Hopefully if I live till I'm 80, I, it just had this like bizarre reaction to it. I'm like totally freaked out. And then once the day actually came um, and, like, I was just the same person doing the exact same stuff every day, now I feel totally fine. I just had to,
1: like, get over <laughs> them.
2: Now I'm like, oh, I'm exactly the same. <laughs> it was weird. It was a, I did not expect it.
1: Definitely the anticipation of turning 40 mm. also for me was much more intense and worse than actually turning 40.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. Maybe it's a, Maybe it's a typical thing have you had the experience? We've had a couple listeners write in of like, they've turned 40 and they still, you know, give a fuck about what people think of like, there's this kind of myth uh, or mythologizing about the age of 40. It's like you turn 40 and suddenly like you don't care what anybody thinks and you're just living your life for you. (laughs) Did you experience anything like that? (laughs) That is so funny that you say that
2: because as I was like having my panic leading up to my birthday, every woman I talked to who's over like in her forties now said that exact thing. She's like, "It's my it's my decade of me," and like, "I just am fully myself. I don't care about anything else." Um, that's really funny. So, uh, no, I feel exactly the same. I don't know. <laughs> I, care, I care an equal about. <laughs> I was nervous for this call. Uh, that's really funny.
0: Well, I think that's a good. I don't. You know. I don't think there is a shift that's going to, you know, that shift might come at some point, but it's not like just the day you have your birthday, you miraculously stop <laughs> caring about things. You know, I feel like it, that's there's a lot of pressure put on on women, especially to have that moment.
2: Yeah. I don't think it's like the clock strikes midnight, but I definitely, <laughs> I have to say, I feel, I do care less, or at least I feel more like, I don't know if it's like the word is confident, but more like accepting that Everyone has worries about themselves or like hard things Mm. in their life. I just feel more like normal, I guess, um, than I did when I was in my twenties. I mean, in my twenties, I, I, their twenties are hard. Yeah.
1: Twenties are there. The highs are very high and the lows are very low. (laughs) Um, (laughs) at least that's how it was for me. And then things kind of like start gradually stabilizing.
2: Yeah, totally. And you do realize more like who you are, what your interests are. Um, yeah, as you get older. So I think it's naturally happened. But yeah, <laughs> it's not like now that I'm in my forties, I'm like super psyched about everything.
0: <laughs> I'm really calm all the time or something. <laughs> um, we we do talk often about serums and other products on this podcast. Do you have any like ride or die product skincare product, especially that you? have to have in your life that is like your number one?
2: Yeah, um, totally. I have a couple. So that's kind of one dark side of having a blog is that you try a bunch of things. And when you get hooked on them, you just have to buy them forever. It's like, we did this post a while ago, on the best foundations. Well, Caroline, who is one of our editors, tried five different foundations and she found out that the Giorgio Armani one is the best one. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I like wear Giorgio Armani foundation, but it is so good and so dewy. It's it, the like best. I, it's the best. Yeah. And I have really like ruddy skin. Like if, if I wake up in the morning, it's all like sort of red and splotchy. And I can't just like put on sunscreen and like call it a day. So I have to use something and it really smooths it out. And just like, I swear by it, but it's so expensive. And then, um, the other one I really love is the Elta MD sunscreen. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Um, it's just like daily sunscreen that you put on every morning, which I really believe in now after so many years of like bad sunscreen management. Um, you like put it on and it's something about it, it just it goes on really well. It kind of like makes your skin sort of glowy in a way and then I don't know, just really good. And it's not like thick and gross. It doesn't like go in those little balls sometimes. It smells yes.
0: Yep. As you're saying this, I'm realizing the first time I ever bought sunscreen that wasn't part of my moisturizer for my face I believe I bought what you wrote about many years ago on your like you're saying this and I'm like oh my god I definitely bought sunscreen specifically that Joanna talked about and it was a different one but (laughs) this is all coming flooding back to me you are you are the ultimate influencer
1: (laughs) oh gosh
2: I wonder which one it was now
0: I want to say Kate Somerville is that possible? Uh, oh,
2: yeah. I really like hers, too. It goes on so well. It's like I just don't like the sunscreens that just sit on your skin and then make your makeup all disgusting. Yeah, hers is really good. Oh, oh, now I'm glad remembered that. The Elton one is so, like, relatively affordable. I mean, it's sunscreen is always, you know, not the cheapest thing. But, like, it comes in this big tub and it, like, lasts forever. I don't know. It's cheaper than some of the ones that you buy at, you know. Nordstrom or whatever.
0: Well, this has been a freaking treat. Yeah. We're so, yeah. Thank you so much. (laughs) We're so thrilled to talk to you.
2: Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. It was really fun, you guys. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for all you do. We're huge fans and we appreciate you coming on the pod. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Joanna. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older, and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I know there's a bull on my <sighs> neck and chest.
1: Kate, how is your Italian, your your self-motivated Italian cooking lessons going?
0: Well, I haven't. I did buy a new Ina Garten cookbook Ooh, at Costco. Love and, Ina. I mean, look, can we talk about a fucking dream guest? Can
1: we talk about a dream life? Ina
0: and Jeffrey. Yeah, can we have both of them on, please? I would love it. We're all eating in the kitchen. Mm. Okay. So I did buy a new cookbook of hers. Okay, which one? Uh, I forget exactly what it's called. I will link appropriately on the website. Okay. But it's, I think her newest one that just came out. It's like cooking how to cook, basically. But she has a baked eggplant Parmesan in it, which Mm. as I have mentioned before, is my favorite food of all time. Mm -hmm. So I might give that a go. I'm not doing necessarily new Italian recipes, but I did make a new uh, recipe for lunch, which I brought today. Ooh. Which was, um, it's like a, Spinach, faro, or faro, I don't know how to say it, Uh, salmon, goat cheese, dill, cucumber kind of concoction that I found on food52.com. So Mm. I will also include a link to that. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. How are you doing calming down about this baby? Well, I'm calmer now. I was not calm most of last week. You seem, when I arrived at your home today, you seemed in control. Just calm. Yes. Stuff has been moved around.
1: I feel, I feel like getting the office set up was a big step. So I feel much better about that. Yeah.
0: And what is on your agenda for this week? Well, I'm going on a little
1: solo baby moon.
0: I am here for this. I
1: leave tomorrow going for two nights.
0: It's a drivable destination. It's a drivable
1: destination. Um, my husband was originally going to be away, so he wasn't going to come, and then he was going to be home, and I was sort of like, why don't you want to come? And he was like, I need to be home. And I was like, you know what? That's okay. I'm going to go by myself. You're
0: going to have a great time he was alone. He's like, what are you going
1: to do? I was like, relax.
0: <laughs> are you bringing a book?
1: Um, yeah, I'll probably, I, I should think about what book I'm going to bring. I also want to, you know, do maybe do a little writing. I think it's supposed to rain one of the days I'm there, which like, I'm fine with. Um... Maybe I'll get a massage. You know, I'm Eat just gonna some
0: food. Can we get room service? Oh, that sounds great.
1: So, if we take a bath.
0: You love a hotel bath. Oh,
1: I love a hotel bath. And this is a brand new hotel, so I'm hoping they they went all out on the bath. Big old bath. Big old bath.
0: <laughs> oh well, I hope you have a great trip. Thank you. Don't respond to any emails or text messages I send you while you're there. I'll try not to send them, but. In case I forget.
1: But like, what if I send you something? I'll respond.
0: Okay. I'm not on a baby moon. All right. Fair. Uh, This week, I am going to keep meditating.
1: I think this is a great intention for you. Yeah,
0: I do too. I kind of had this realization of like, I need other tools in my life to help manage my anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like therapy is helping. But my therapist was on vacation this week. Hmm. And so... How dare she? I mean, how dare you have a life... And a family, and go on trips. Uh, no, but I, it was like the first time I'd ever wanted to like send my therapist an email, being like, "Hey, I'm I'm freaking out. Um, so I need to have other." And I did like some of the CBT exercises that I do with them. But um, yeah, the meditating, I'm going to try it. Keep try to keep it up in some sort of way. We'll see how it goes. Love it. Well, thanks. I'm going to meditate as I eat eggplant parmesan. Ooh, mm.
1: or as you cook it.
0: That's a great. That, well, cooking is kind of meditative. It is meditative. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dory, this
1: brings us to the end.
0: We've reached this point where we we say goodbye. Goodbye. Bon voyage on your baby moon. Thank you. Uh, Friends, if you would like to leave us a voicemail, our number is 781-591-0390. And you can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com.
1: You can also join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash forever35podcast. So many spin offs. Tons.
0: And if you like the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, tell a friend, or mention us on the social media outlet of your choosing.
1: And reminder that all the products mentioned, and we mentioned a lot of products today, we did, and
0: recipes and lots of
1: things, are always on our website, thanks to our intrepid assistant, Lane Hammer, uh,
0: forever35podcast.com.
1: And you can follow us on Instagram at forever35podcast and on Twitter at forever35pod. And
0: look, Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Doris Shafrir and Kate Spencer, produced and edited by Sammy Junio, Lane Hammer is our assistant, and Bo and Lucy are our dogs. Indeed. Bye. Bye.